shit, shit, shit show. It's a fucking shit show. Shit show. Welcome back to Shit Show Saturday. Sit sal Saturday. How we doing, folks? So today you're going to get to hear from a bunch of damn shit shows. So this is a recording from last night's Shit Show Support Group where we discussed the laundry list, that list that we all had a spiritual experience or or shit our pants <laughs> the first time that we read it. So as I'm sure you know, but in case you don't, the Shit Show is my online support community where you get access to weekly Zoom support groups as well as a support community at your fingertips in your back pocket through the, the app that we have. So you get access to all different types of discussion boards and threads and you get access to a ton of people who are also shit shows who also want to heal from their dysfunctional upbringings and who also want to have a little fun while doing so. So as I always say, this adult child recovery work is not for sissies, but it does not have to be all doom and gloom. And this is a place where you can have the support to, to do this hard work with other people who are also doing this hard work, but we can also have fun and joke around and not have it all be serious all the damn time. So if you're interested in enjoying, check out the link in the show notes, The Shit Show. We are waiting for you. We are waiting for you. Yes, you. Yes, you. The hundreds of people that are listening right now that have been wanting to join for fucking ever. How about you do that? Okay? Thanks. Love you. They say that I should damn the John Shit Show. They say that that's where people go to heal. They say that I'll feel seen and heard like I have never felt before. So I'm going to damn the joint right now. I think it was you, Sherry, that suggested getting to know each other. And I thought that doing the, a laundry list trait meeting is a wonderful way for us to get to know each other more. So I'm going to read them all and then um, I'll give you some food for thought and then I'll do my little share. So let's pull it up. And then, and obviously too, you can share about whatever it is that you need to share about. Um, okay. So number one, we became isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. Two, we became approval seekers and lost our identity in the process. Three, we were frightened by angry people and any personal criticism. Four, we either mar become alcoholics, marry them, or both, or find another compulsive personality, such as a workaholic, to fulfill our sick abandonment needs. Five, we live life from the viewpoint of victims, and we are attracted by that weakness in our love and friendship relationships. Six, we have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility, and it's easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. This enables us to not look too closely at our own faults. Seven, we get guilt feelings when we stand up for ourselves instead of getting into others. Eight, we became addicted to excitement. Nine, we look, confuse love and pity and tend to love people we can pity and rescue. Ten, we have stuffed our feelings from our traumatic childhoods and have lost the ability to feel or express our feelings because it hurts so much denial. Eleven, we judge ourselves harshly and have a very low sense of self-esteem. Twelve, we are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment and will do anything to hold on to a relationship in order to not experience painful abandonment feelings, which we receive from living with sick people who are never there for us emotionally. 13, alcoholism is a family disease, and we can become para-alcoholics and took on the characteristics of that disease, even though we did not pick up a drink. 
And then uh, 14 is para-alcoholics are reactors rather than, rather than actors. Um, so some food for thought would you for you guys would be, you know, what what are you currently struggling with? What laundry list relate, trait is showing up for you? Another one could be what trait has caused you the most pain? Another one would be what trait have you seen the most growth in yourself from? And then the last question would be like, what is a trait that you didn't think applied to you initially, but given time, um, you realize that it did. So for me, I mean, obviously we all know that the trait that I related to the most is number 12, we were dependent personalities who were terrified of abandonment. When I read that, it was like such a spiritual experience, but the one that has been most relevant for me lately, and this is one that I did not think applied to me initially, and I probably shared this on the podcast, but the one about we have stuffed our feelings from our traumatic childhoods and I've lost the, the ability to feel and express our emotions. You know, I thought that because I could talk about my childhood that um, that, that meant that it did not impact me that much. And um, I realized that that was not true. And the big thing for me over the past, however long I've been in, you know, doing this work is that I have not cried. I haven't cried. And um, the last like few months has been a really hard few months for me. And I finally have been fucking crying and you guys have seen it <laughs> and you guys have seen it. And it's like this grief is finally starting to come up and it feels good. And really what was beautiful for me last week was last week in the meeting, I cried at the end, but it was like tears of just like, just like profound love like unconditional love and acceptance. Like you guys showed up for me last week and I felt so, I've never felt like people have had my back in the way that you guys have my back. And it is fucking profound. It is so profound to feel so unconditionally loved and accepted by you guys. And you guys showed up in action. You showed up in action. It's, it's through that you guys make me feel safe. And I know that that's also part of it too. Like that is why the grief is able to come up for me now is because I have this amazing supportive group of people who can hold space for me and who make it safe for me to express these emotions. And I am so grateful for you all. So grateful. So let's get some fucking hands up. Hey all by far the laundry list item that has affected me the most. We are dependent personalities who are terrified of abandonment and will do anything to hold on to a relationship in order to not experience painful abandonment feelings, which we receive from living with sick people who were never there for there emotionally for us. <laughs> the first time I read this, I was like, Ooh, what a knife right to the name of place. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I felt obliterated by that. Um, I guess the short version of the story is my parents were divorced for as long as I can remember. Um, and I lived with my mom who insisted that we take care of her at the expense of ourselves. Um, to this day, she does not understand why I haven't talked to her in 15 years. She thinks that everything's fine and that I miss my mom. It's just crazy. <laughs> um, and I just always felt like she was pushing me under the water so that she could try to breathe. Um, 
And when I ran away to go live with my dad, well, he is emotionally unavailable. And he also is emotionally abusive too. And of course I learned to seek that out in the men that I date. So that's been lovely. Um, I, I got mixed messages from my dad too. It was always, oh, I love how empathetic you are. You'll stop and you'll help other people when they're feeling sad. But then I would be shamed for when I felt sad. I'm like, well, which the fuck is it? Do you love this about me or do you hate it? Because I don't understand and I don't trust what other people say to me. So when I need reassurance today, it's just emotional flashbacks of that. Like, yeah, okay, you're saying that right now, but do you mean it? Are you going to change your mind later? Um, I remember as a kid, the I never wanted to be a kid. I could not wait for the day that I could leave home. And I turned 18 and I fucking left and I never looked back. Um, I daydreamed about leaving my parents all the time, all the time for as long as I can remember. And yeah, I just had this idea in my head and it's, it's a sick idea in hindsight, but, um, I believed as a child that love was going to save me. Um, the kind of parentheses there was romantic love was going to save me. And who boy was that fucking the most dangerous thing to internalize because if love was going to save me, I was willing to tolerate anything in order to keep it. And when it didn't work out, it was like, okay, well, who's next? Who's next? Because I can't be alone because love is going to save me. And what, what a horrible place to put myself in because I literally tolerated anything. Um, and I guess what I learned at the end of the day when I finally had my bottom and refused to continue living like this was, you know what? I was right. Love was going to save me, but it was self-love. It was self-love that saved me. So I, I have to police myself now that I'm, as you guys probably know by now, uh, starting to date again, but it is absolutely terrifying at the prospect of going back there. I never want to feel like that again. So by far, that is the laundry list item that has fucked me up the most. Today's been one heck of a day. Started off my day inside a courtroom first thing this morning dealing with a friend of mine's issues and um, it's the anniversary of my buddy Dave passing away. And, and I got some good news today. I, uh, of all the shit that I was dealing with at work, my boss actually told me um, that he put me up for an award. It's called a spot award. And I'm getting, and I'm getting a, a nice bonus coming at the end of the month, month and I'm going up. Holy smokes. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going, <laughs> this is, this is, this is going to be changing. Uh, so, uh, and only, apparently only like five employees get it throughout the entire year. So he told me at the, at the end of the day here. So I was like, that's pretty sweet. And then, uh, you know, I mowed the grass, took, went, got a shower and here I am talking about, you know, 14 traits of the laundry list. And for me is number 10. We've stuffed our feelings from our traumatic childhoods. We've lost the ability to feel or express our feelings because it hurts so much in denial. Yeah, I stuffed it for 30 damn years. I kept it all in. I'm a good secret keeper. You know, you tell me something, well, guess what? I'm gonna forget that shit. So 
and I don't judge you for it because you told me something horrific or whatever happened in your past. That's, but I never was able to express my own feelings, not until the last three or four years, especially from that even more, more so in the last year. And then number 11, we judge ourselves harshly and have a very low self-esteem. And when you grow up in a fucking dysfunctional family that just beats you down and puts you down and doesn't support you and, you know, you just wish you were just loved, you know, and, and I've told other parents, you know, you have kids and they've asked me, what do I, what do I say to my kids? I'm like, just tell them one thing. Just tell me you love them. Simple thing is you actually do love them. Tell them because I only heard it maybe six or seven times in my entire life. And so that just kicks into the, you know, I judge myself and I hit that shame spiral and that's where that's where I'm lying at, you know, with number 10 and number 11 there. And we're, you know, in doing the steps with my step group, it's, uh, it's pulling myself out. It's pulling myself away from that shame, you know, and I have other friends on here and in, in our, um, and we were able, and even on the platform, we were able to create, you know, a place for CSA, childhood sexual assault victims, which we are survivors though, not the victims. So we're looking towards going to be thrivers one day. And that's what the ultimate goal of doing this book right here. If you don't have this big, thick, you know, red book, if you don't have this, you need to go get it. Because this is, this, this is like a requirement here. So thank you for letting me share guys. I'm like still in my brain. I'm like, which one, which one, which one? I'm going to go with number one. Um, we became isolated and afraid of people and authority figures. You guys are amazing. My growth. Um, I feel like I've, and I, you know, because of my friendships here now, I can actually connect to people that I've been disconnected with, but I wanted to share, um, the fear of a people and authority figures. So, um, one thing about me, is that I, uh, I have lots of chronic health issues, but one of the things I have is um, I'm hard of hearing. And I've, I have to go to several doctors all of the time. And three years ago, I had a doctor who was really inappropriate with me. He was, um, he caused me pain and he touched my body in a way that was inappropriate. And he was somebody who had completed a huge surgery for me back in 2018 and in 2020, he um, significantly broke my trust. And if the fear of the, there's nothing, if you guys, if any of you are hard of hearing or deaf, this is not in any, um, you know, I understand autism and I, I understand that you can have a happy life, even if you are deaf, but I am severely afraid of being deaf. So whenever um, I have to go in and routinely get hearing tests and when I go to a ear doctor, I'm terrified and I've done it many times. But I also have this other layer. So when I get a hearing test, I'm looking at FaceCat. Everybody look at FaceCat. Um, when I have hearing tests, they say all of these different words. And one of the words they say is ice cream. And when I was a child, my stepfather would tell me that I was lying about not being able to hear. They, um, you know, 
he was such an asshole. <laughs> he uh, was an alcoholic and he was now he was a rager and he was a mean person, but he was cruel in certain ways. And he made me think that I was making up the fact that I couldn't hear. But if he said ice cream, then I would hear him. So clearly I was lying about not being able to hear because when he offered ice cream, I would of course come because ice cream is delicious. So he not only fat shamed me and fucked up my relationship with food, he, he also made me create doubt about my hearing. And then throughout my life, um, I've had to go into these different doctors. And today I went and I got my test and I was really nervous that I was losing more hearing. And the, the, the audiologist came and she spoke to me and she looked me in the eyes and she projected her voice and she was calm and she was kind. And her kindness brought so much emotion up in me. And um, I was so grateful. And the fact that I would ever have to tell a professional, I usually, if somebody is kind to me, I, I try to acknowledge it, try to promote it. But I was scared, you know, because they're, they have so much power. These doctors have so much power, but I got good news. My hearing is only dipped just slightly. And I got, you know, she sent me up with new hearing aids for next year. And, and I'm really excited about them. But she also gave me a healthy experience. She gave me a safe experience. And something about this group is I'm becoming so much more real and honest and open. Um, so much so that I'm a little scared of it. I, I really am amazed at how much I've kept quiet and how much I've kept secrets for people and how much I've taken on. Um, so this group, one, is showing me I don't need to be afraid of people, that there's really kind, caring people. And I was really grateful that I was able to be honest with this doctor and tell her like, hey, I might seem really uptight, or there might be times where I just start crying because I have the trauma of this doctor who was inappropriate. And then also, I didn't tell her about the ice cream. That, that would seem weird, but I think you guys would understand the relationship behind a cruel parent um, invalidating little me. So thank you guys. Uh, I'm glad to be with you all. I just love seeing everybody. We're all in such different places and ages and experiences. And uh, I, I, Andrew and I, when we chat, I always think like I get 20 years on you. You're, you're, you're at the perfect time to do this work. What I would have given to have done this work 20 years ago, never mind 30 years ago. Um, um, so much courage too to be to show up and be here. Um, the laundry list is great. I saw it for the first time about six years ago and I couldn't believe it. And uh, number four resonated because I was in the midst of separation and divorce and, and craziness and struggle. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I, I've been away for a couple of weeks trying just living with family as I have some housing issues that I'm that I'm grateful I have friends who are helping me out with 
and uh, my son I hadn't seen in a couple of weeks. And I said, you know, what's been going on? We had a great chat. And he just shared with me about his college uh, orientation. It was two nights. I had no idea about it. And I, I wasn't upset with my son. I just said, you know, I ask you what's going on. You know, he's 18 years old. Um, but his mom, of course, planned everything. And she's created this vacuum of, uh, and I know it's intentional where, uh, and, and I can, I can contact the school and my responsibility, but it's, um, she went up for overnight. She's the, she was the parent there. I don't know if I even could go. I wasn't even on, you know, local or anything, but it's just another reminder of, um, for me, when I look at the laundry list again, you know, I spent 22 years with this person begging her to approve me, to affirm me. And it never worked and I it's like you go to the hardware store to get milk it's like one time after another after another and I created this dynamic and we both did and but it's my choice so this there is the laundry list the problem but there's also the solution and for my solution is to be dedicated to reality and to be responsible and try to be an adult you know, I, a few years ago, I would have been on the phone ripping her apart for not telling me everything. I, I called my sister, who knew very close to my ex. She kind of knows the history. We talked it through and don't come, you know, I'm going to contact the college. I want to get information and I can make my decisions. And, um, you know, that resentful part of me that we know will destroy us wants to show up at one of the events uh, and say, oh, you're here too? and you know, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to work on that, those resentments because those will hurt me more than anybody else. Um, so thank you for sharing the laundry list. It's a great reminder. And um, I want to also just remember the, uh, the, the solutions too, you know, that we are doing, we're working, we're changing, we're growing. And every day we can sort of use what we're learning to be dedicated to reality and to be responsible for ourselves and to support one another here. So thanks for listening. It's good to be with you all. So I'm gonna talk about number six. We have an overdeveloped sense of responsibility and it is easier for us to be concerned with others rather than ourselves. Uh, this enables us to look, not to look so closely at our own faults, etc. So I had a great um, opportunity to put the, put the program into practice to fight this laundry list trait today. Um, yesterday, I went to my home ACA meeting and I talked about my inner child and I said, look, I have the week off from work. My inner child has been dying to go stick her toes in the ocean. So I think I'm gonna take her to the ocean tomorrow and let her do that because that'll be really fun. Made the decision, said it out loud, and then I know that my buddies in my home meeting are going to ask me next week. So how did your inner child enjoy the beach, right? So um, that's to make my inner loving parent accountable. And so today I decided to do that. And when I woke up, well, before I even woke up, my husband gets out of bed and he's stumbling to the bathroom and he's making that noise that he makes when he has a migraine. And he's, he'll have migraine for one or two days at a time. And he's out flat. And I'm like, oh, 
I'm not going to be able to go anywhere. I'm going to have to stay here. I'm going to have to, you know, make sure that he's okay. And I came up with this whole thing that I was not going to be able to do the thing that I had planned to do. But you know what? My husband is 60 years old. He is a grown-ass man. He has prescriptions to deal with his migraines. He needs a cold compress, his pillow, and some pills, which he has plenty of. He does not need me to babysit him. And if he needed anything besides those things, he also has a grown-ass adult son who lives 10 miles away who could bring things to him. It is There was no need for me to stay home. And I said to him, how come I had a plan to go out? Are you going to be okay? Because I wanted to give him the option. Like if he's feeling worse than he thought or worse than usual, I would have stuck around because, you know, in sickness and in health and all that bullshit. Uh, so anyway, he goes, no, 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 it'll be okay. And a lot of times I would take that opportunity to abandon myself and just, you know, stay home anyway, but also resent it. Uh, and I didn't do any of those things. I said, okay. And so I got out my sunscreen and I got out my big fluffy hat and I put on my amphibious shoes and I got in the car and I drove down to the beach. And when I drove down to the beach, it was really hard. This is Maine and this is the height of tourist season. And it doesn't matter that it's Thursday. Every place is chock-a-block. My favorite spot, the covered picnic pavilion by the ocean was reserved for a private party. So every place you went, the sun was beating on you. I was like, sucks. This is really hard. And I didn't even try to go down to the ocean. And I was driving around for another spot because there's a tons of spots. And I started to feel so sad. And my inner child was like, come on, can't we just go for a little while? And my, my inner neglectful parent was like, it's really hard. It's not worth the trouble. And this is just the same bullshit that my mother used to pull all the time. She refused to make plans with me. She refused to say, yes, I will do this for you and follow through and do it. And so I, I turned into her and it says that somewhere in like the problem or something. Um, I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show up. So I found a different beach spot and I went, I paid my money. I went in the parking. I went down to, the, and I stood on the edge of the ocean, and I just stood in the waves, and that's all I really wanted to do. That's all my inner child would have wanted to do. There was all this stuff in the water, like these little bits of seaweed and stuff, and I hate swimming in that, and so does my little inner child, but just to stand there and let the waves wash over me, and I got in up, up to my knees, and, and I just stood there, you know, like for half an hour or so, and it was so refreshing and calming, and I felt so happy and great. And um, and then I walked back to my car and I came home and I was, it was awesome. It was such a small thing and it made me so happy. Um, and it made little Teresa so happy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, stop my video. Look at that cute little angel. I made her happy today. So anyway, um, that's my share. Thank you all for being here to listen to it. Well, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, I didn't think I was going to get as much out of this topic because going to a lot of ACA meetings and hearing this list read over and over and over and over and over and over. And I mean, I, I, 
I resonate with all of them. I mean, I used to say 12 of them applied to me and then I had the 13 and 14 explained in more detail. I was like, oh, okay, so it's all of them. But as I'm sitting here, like thinking about all of these and how they relate to me, which is crazy that I've never done this, tried to think of which one I relate to the most. I come up with this like concoction of one, two and 12. Like I'm terrified of people. I'm terrified of abandonment and I've become an approval seeker in the process and relating that to how my life has gone with always being looked at by other people as like a people person. Oh, you're a people person. You're really good talking to people. And it's got me a lot of these meaningless relationships throughout my entire life. And then when I look at that a little bit closer, I see like, like I'm so terrified of abandonment that I'm the first to abandon. Like I'm not, don't even try to connect with me because um, that's not even a territory that I'm uh, even willing to test the waters on. Um, and it also makes me go back to looking at one a little closer because a big aha moment was definitely the fear of authority figures. But as I think about it more, like how I just have completely avoided the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of everybody. Like I'm terrified of people. And for somebody that's been living a life that's been surrounded by people in my job, and uh, it's starting to make a lot of sense that the thought of like being terrified of people and being afraid of abandonment and then becoming an approval seeker, it's as if I'm abandoning myself in almost every interaction I have with a person, which is really, uh, it makes, it's starting to make a lot of sense is what it's starting to happen, which is, uh, also that nice word that's just kind of sitting there too, the isolating uh, word that's like, I, somebody talked about earlier, this survival mode is exhausting. And that's like what every day feels like. People, I'm approval seeking, I'm abandoning myself. And then I get home and I'm exhausted and I'm just like done. So, um, really excited to look a little bit closer at this topic and kind of, uh, I almost want to make a game out of it and see like, connect the dots to like which one, where it started and then like how the other ones built off of it. And I think this was a pretty good start to that. So thanks. I don't know if anybody else feels like this, but I left the laundry list and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it is hard. <laughs> to figure out which one um but I would say the what the one especially this week is number seven we get guilt feelings when we stand up for ourselves instead of giving in to others um and sometimes it's in like it's any kind of way I just set that um boundary and keep it and so I was in an email chain this week with two people that were much higher level than um, myself in the company. And they wanna do this lunch thing. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then the CFO sent me this message and he's like, well, you know, set up the, the lunch. I'm like, what? 
and I'm the only woman on it too. And so I don't know if it was just, I don't know what it was, but I didn't care because I'm like having no part of it. So I just shot right back. I don't have a company credit card. No. And I did it in a nice way, in a very professional way, but that was the bottom line. And I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to get in trouble. Um, and he was like, okay, well then suggest a menu. Well, I got that. <laughs> so I did that. Um, but I've noticed that if I say this is what I want or no, this is not acceptable, my immediate thought is, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble and it's, it's not okay. Um, and they fired this horrible boss at work finally. Um, and I didn't even bask in that for a few minutes. Like, oh, thank God, they, they finally heard me, all these things I've done. I mean, I went so far as I filed a complaint with EEOC and I had an interview with them. Um, and so, it, I mean, I just flipped to, they hired somebody new, I'm gonna have a new boss and oh my God, life is gonna be horrible because now I got somebody new to deal with. And it's like, no, just, just relax. And, and um, trying to replace that fear with faith. Um, and I also know that all of the people here in this community, no matter what happens, I have that support. And I love the way that we can share really, really hard things and, and just be heard. Um, so, so grateful to be here. Thank you. Let it all go.